0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Nobody, because we don't have any sponsors.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Our Wives Are Friends with your host Tyler and Eric. How are you doing today, Eric?
0: Doing good. Feels good to be in this uh studio that Tyler arranged for us. Yeah, it's kinda nice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's better than our normal arrangement. Yeah, it's better than our normal location, so it's this is awesome. Well, today we have a special guest, um, an old friend of mine, old friend of Eric's, uh Mark. How are you doing, Mark? i'm doing great i'm excited to be here with you guys first time on the podcast uh but not a first time dad
2: yeah yeah i just had a second kid like six months ago so
1: you want to why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself uh let some of the listeners know uh your story i guess
2: all right uh so i'm 32 years old i went to school with these guys um tyler and i have been friends since high school used to work out all the time um used to play basketball with Eric. I forgot about that until you reminded me. That's how long ago it seems. God.
0: Yeah, we used to have some serious, serious games at the gym. Yeah, that was
1: like 50 pounds ago
2: for me. So I don't, <laughs> I don't think I could do that anymore. Yeah. Um, that was just, before kids. Yeah. Because yeah. we used to work yeah. out.
1: We used to work out like two hours a day, every day. I know, man. And, and now I can't even find the time to work out for a minute. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I think about that and I get tired. Dude. And I'm like, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like, you let it go for a little bit, and then just even starting seems impossible. You know, I can't even get to the basics of where I was when I was 15, 16. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, Dude, yeah no, I feel that. Sometimes it's hard to get off the couch. Yeah, I mean, I'm holding my kid too long. He only weighs 20 pounds, and I'm like, my arms hurt. That's
1: where I get my strength from now. <laughs> yeah. That's where I get the dad strength. It's yeah. just from carrying kids. That's where dad strength comes from. Yeah. yeah. That's where I get my, my, my workout from is just carrying her, my daughter
0: around. Or, yeah. or if I do finally get to go to the gym, then I'm kind of just like, once I get there, I'm like, I don't really want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: You go sit in the steam room or the sauna <laughs> and call that your workout?
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go sweat
1: it out in the steam room for a little bit. That's how I lose my weight. Let's <laughs> go sit in the steam room for an hour. That's how I keep this dad bod pristine. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> I keep the chest hair glistening.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tell us, uh, so you're in the Army, right, Mark?
2: Yeah, yeah. I spent the last five years as a 94 Mike in the Army. For those of you who are not too familiar with the Army, and even those of you who are, a 94 Mike's a radar repair. So as a radar repairer, I did not repair too many radars. Um, it's just not something you do. I did a lot of other random stuff, but it was a good experience overall. They Can't gave complain. you a tool bag in the training, and they said, I know you know how to fix this, but why don't you go fix this? Uh, yeah, except they didn't give me a tool bag. They were like, just go borrow tools from real mechanics and uh, get it done. <laughs> Is that the Army motto? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's uh, We need you to accomplish this mission without any of the proper tools. Figure it out. Wow uh so when did you have your first son uh 2018 november yeah
1: uh were you already you were already in the military right yeah i was in the army at that time how was that being a military dad like first time dad in the military you know i mean i could imagine it's kind of hard since you're not always there and you're, yeah you're working a lot and doing all that kind of stuff Well,
0: did they give you any leave time to come back or i mean how does that work was right, it, so it like, boom, here's the kid, and
1: I'll get back out in the field and repair shit?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so when I had Jameson, my first, um, at the time you got 14 days of leave. So 14 days off, right, which isn't a lot of time. You can use extra of your own leave, but you got 14 free days. And then I had him in November. January of that year, they upped it to 21 days, but you couldn't get it if you'd already taken it. So I lost out on seven days. Now it's at three months if you're a primary caregiver. Wow. So it's changed quite a bit since I had my first kid. That's bullshit. Right?
1: You I'm got like two weeks and now everyone gets
2: three months, you said? Yeah. Damn,
1: I'd be pissed. I'd be wanting that shitty. time back.
2: Yeah. You just have to prove you're a primary caregiver, which is really easy. You just get a note from the doctor saying that you're taking care of the kid while the wife recovers. Yeah. And that's it. Super easy. Everybody does it nowadays. It's actually encouraging people to pop out kids. You know, who would have thought?
1: Hmm. Okay.
2: Yeah, that's not what I'd do. I'd be so pissed. I'd be like,
1: I only got two weeks.
2: Bullshit. Yeah, they changed the policy right after. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was rough. Literally, like a month and a half after I had my kid. Gosh. Um, but that first year and a half, two years was really rough. You miss a lot of. When did you go in? What year did you go in? Uh, 2017. That's right. So kind of like a year before. Then you had a kid.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, where were you stationed at? Where would you do boot camp?
2: Um, okay, so when I first got in, I went to Sill for boot camp and for my AIT. And my AIT was a year long, so I was there for, you know, three months of boot camp. Oklahoma, by, right? Yeah, yeah, Fort Sill, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I went to Fort Carson, Colorado, and that's where I ended up having Jameson at. Sure. And you had the
1: you stayed at the housing there, right?
2: Uh, no, we actually lived off post. Oh, okay. So we had our own little apartment. Um, it, When you're in the Army, uh, if you're married or have dependents, you get BAH for housing. So depending on what area you're in, based off a of zip code, they give you a predetermined amount. So at the time, it was like 1700 a month for housing, okay. <laughs> which covered rent and utilities. That's why
1: a lot of people just get bullshit married in the military, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a common thing. Yeah is uh right i mean I, yeah you told me stories marrying about that. strippers all the time you know oh, dumb wow. stuff like that yeah you told me a bunch of stories where it was like different privates just being like let's get married mm-hmm. just to, to just get the benefits or whatever of it yeah
2: you get friends marrying friends because both people get partial bh and then you just rent a room out with you know a, an apartment with one of your good friends and it's a bachelor pad when yeah. you say
0: friends marrying friends, is, is it like is that gate same gate? sex? Or, uh, is, that, is that a <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: Dudes marrying
0: dudes. Oh, man. That's like Chuck <laughs> and Larry, right? Yeah. yeah. Did you say that? No. Oh, okay.
1: That's that's a Chuck and Larry situation for sure. Oh, um, yeah. And if you get caught, you get in trouble. It's a big thing. Yeah. So, they, I mean, they have to sell it. You know what I mean? Every time uh, a superior walks by, they
2: just start groping each other. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, you're not allowed to be in the same unit with your spouse. So... Say, you know, Tyler and I are in the same unit, we're friends, and we're like, hey, let's get married so we can move out of the barracks. As soon as we're married, they'll move one of us to a whole new unit. So, at that Uh, point, you don't really have to prove anything. A whole
0: unit, like a, a new unit in the same, like, camp?
2: Yeah, like so like... Or like completely different places. No, you'll still be on Fort Carson okay, together. Okay. It'll just be in a different brigade or different battalion.
1: So you would still live together, quote unquote, but you would be doing different things. So you, technically you'd really never be together.
2: Yeah. You, I, I think
1: that's bullshit. I think they should keep you the same because if they want to catch you, that's the way to catch you. Yeah. You know, okay, I'd if like to see prove.
0: some of their investigations into some of these.
1: Yeah. So that's
2: actually It's just Steve
1: Buscemi going around checking <laughs> all their <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> Going through trash, you
2: know? <laughs> oh God, um I actually know a guy who uh married a friend and it was kind of one of those fake marriages, and uh his friend ended up confessing to their leadership that it was a fake marriage, and my friend was like, I didn't know it was fake and I mean he knew, but you yeah, know, he said he the right things to played, our- played it off uh, like,
1: yeah. dude, I can't believe you broke my heart I, I didn't know yeah. it was fake.
2: <laughs> Yeah, he's like... I love that dick. (laughs) And so you get a lot of that. Um, But honestly, they don't investigate. I mean, unless it's brought to their attention. And even then, if somebody would be like, oh, Tyler and Mark aren't really in love, how are they going to prove that,
1: you know? uh, I bet there's been... a How many situations I wonder of like, hey, let's do this thing, right? And then really one was attracted to that other one like this whole time. Like secretly? And then they ended up like... Fuck. Like, he convinced them to, like, fuck, and then they just stayed married. <laughs> <laughs> like, turned them gay, like, with the intentions of turning them actually gay because you've been attracted to your best friend your whole life or something. I'm just going to put it out. I'm going to say it's probably happened at some point. It's got to, right? <laughs> like, yeah. like, how many of these fake marriages, the dude's actually, like, fucked.
0: Like, hey, the investigator shows up and's like, all right, I'm going to follow these guys to Applebee's tonight. <laughs> and they're like,
1: oh, yeah, these dudes are fucking gay. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing okay, wrong. Yeah, there's no. nothing wrong yeah. with that. We're not you do what you want. Here. Yeah, you do what you want to do,
2: I guess. We but. believe
0: in doing whatever you want to do. We're just more harping on the fact that it's fake yeah. the whole
1: time. Yeah.
2: Right? And you actually get some that start off fake. Not normally, you know, same sex, but like I know a guy who he married this girl he just met and they weren't in love or anything, weren't trying to date. They were just like co living. And eventually they ended up started dating and fell in love and the marriage turned real. And they're still together. It's been like six years. That's wow. cool though. That's like yeah. that's like
1: well, like extreme Tinder. Yeah, right. That's that's what that should be labeled extreme Tinder. You marry the person, then date them. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a new reality show that they should make. I'm pretty sure there is something like that. There has to be, right?
0: There's stuff that's close, kind of. You know, they do the love at first sight or whatever. Love is blind. Yeah, but true. I mean, they still at least get to talk to them.
2: This is. On the side I, the I could
0: see that. You know, that's a that's a cool thing that happens too though like the other side of the story where there are relationships that develop that way
2: yeah it's like arranged marriages you know yeah you you don't know the person you're arranged to marry them and then you just have to make it work and that's crazy man
0: which you know it's funny there a lot of the the statistics on arranged marriages like a lot of those marriages last yeah i don't know if it's cultural are you
1: advocating to bring it back or what i mean
0: (laughs) I'm not a. I
2: am mean, not I do not know. I'm not for it or against it. Was yours kind of arranged? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, my wife definitely arranged it. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm getting at. You're like, oh, we had a kid together. She told me we had to be together, so I'm with her. No, I know your guys' situation. You guys love each other. <laughs> <laughs> We've had her on before. It's the love is there.
0: Mm. I so just, I mean, what about? Where were you uh, during your like? Uh, where were you stationed all during your career?
2: Uh, Fort Carson, Colorado. The whole time? Yeah. Okay. The last four years of my contract. I okay.
0: How'd you like it there?
2: Oh, I loved it. Yeah. It uh, it, a lot of people hate it there because of the the units there are really bad, but everything outside of post is beautiful. There's tons of hiking, <laughs> fishing, a lot of cool stuff to do. You're not that far from Denver, so. I mean, Colorado Springs itself is a bigger city. You know, it's kind of like Bakersfield. There's a lot to do: top golf, a lot of fun things, beautiful golf courses for those of us who
1: like. What's golf. the What's the weather like there?
2: The weather's hit or miss. Because so I've I'm... I've
1: seen both of your vehicles. Yeah, and it looks like someone took a golf club to them because of the hail. Oh my god, dude! There's like every single both cars that they own. There's just dents all
2: through their car. Oh. Yeah. Um. So the weather's super bipolar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the middle of summer is hail season and you'll just go to sleep perfect day and then midnight will hit and it's just striking hail down size of softballs jeez i'm, I'm talking huge totaled out like over a mil- million vehicles in 2018 the last like major hail storm they had our cars are still just dented like crazy I ran through it to actually move our cars under like the garage parking, yeah. and I had bruises all over me from getting hit. <laughs> it's stupidest Did thing. Did you put a helmet
1: been. on or no? Just no. Just I, went with it.
2: I I ran down the stairs because we were on the second story of the apartment. I ran down and when I got to the bottom step, I like froze because it was just coming down like crazy. Nothing I've ever seen. Right, and I was just I was scared. I was literally scared. I was like, if one of these hits me in the head, I'm gonna die. So I just threw my arms over my head and just kind of ran covered to the car. And when I got in, I like looked through the rear mirror and I just saw holes in the back windshield and I was like, this car's screwed. There's nothing I can do here.
1: Dude, could you imagine that? No, that sounds pretty crazy. Dude, People say, okay, all over the country, there's people like, I will never move to California <laughs> because of earthquakes. Yeah. We rarely have earthquakes and if they're the, the big one will come eventually but we have like little ones that like shake our feet barely and we're like oh okay but there's fucking people that replace them rebuild their house every year that say that say they'll mm-hmm. never move to california because of an earthquake bitch you got tornadoes and hurricanes, hurricanes yeah. and all kinds of shit i don't know how florida
0: does it i feel like every year it's like oh hurricane just wiped out the whole state dude
1: like tornado alley these fools will replace their house house like in shambles like 30 people dead like a 100 houses gone, and they go, Yeah, we'll never move to California because of earthquakes. What yeah. the
2: fuck? Are yeah. you kidding me? When I was at Sill, it's part of that tornado <laughs> area, and uh, there's tornado alarms everywhere on these giant posts. Mm-hmm. And our pantry doubled as a tornado shelter. And I've never seen that before because, you know, being from California. Yeah, yeah well, dude. Originally New, New there's, Orleans. There's is no, Cali.
1: there's no uh, like cellars, there's no basements here. Yeah. You know, in California. That's a that's something that if there's a basement in California it's like okay what were they using that for cuz <laughs> yeah. there's yeah. There, there aren't those aren't a thing right so it's like okay did a serial killer own this house before me type of thing but over there it's everything has a basement you know
2: yeah and yeah. i remember the one time we had a hurricane or i mean not a hurricane a tornado me and my friends were drinking and we climbed up on the roof to look at it and <laughs> <laughs> just i mean you can chalk that up to being dumb soldiers but you know I mean, that's what they do over there. Like, they just look at hurricanes or tornadoes and they're just like watching them destroy parts of town. Like, it's no big deal. That's crazy, man.
1: I don't know. I'm not a, I just, that's like people being super into the ocean and me just being like, no. Yeah. Like, there's things out there that are way bigger than me. Why would I, why would I mess with that? I just can't get over sand. Me and sand don't get along. Same. Yeah. I don't like it. I end up stealing half of it. If you know what I mean, it usually ends up coming home with me.
2: (laughs) I'm washing it out of my butt for like three days. Three days, dude. Phone. Hold on. Here you go. Yeah, there you go. There's one
1: right there. Sorry, it's been a while since we recorded, so we kind of like a pipes are a little rusty. Yeah, I got cough drop going just to
2: soothe the throat. Yeah, but anyway, back to the original question. Um, The weather bipolar. uh, It'll snow on Labor Day. Um, You get weird things like that. It's already snowing over there, you know. Yes. Yeah, that's weird. It's crazy, but I I absolutely global warming. Am I right? Yeah. (laughs) Right. Super cold in winter. Oh yeah, yeah, I was gonna say how the the winters over there. Uh, you know, like the cold that unbearable or not really? Yeah, because it's windy. Um, that wind factor just just kills like ice you. chill. Yeah, and it, it's not so bad, but I had to wake up and go stand in formation at six o'clock and PTs with just everything iced over. <laughs> yeah, it takes thirty minutes to defrost your car, and then you're going out there standing still, just shaking and shivering the whole time. You know, for twenty minutes before you go work out. Yeah, that's how how was
1: your boot camp experience? Because I know that's like, I don't know. Everyone has their own like boot camp stories. Oh man, it was. It was a lot of fun. I actually really enjoyed boot camp. Because you were like the oldest one, right? Um, Pretty no. much. Or, or just like one of the older guys because you were how,
2: like 20... I was 20? 26. 26? Yeah, I turned 27. That's right. Uh, in in basic. Mm-hmm. Um, there was actually a lot of people my age or older, which was kind of weird to me. I thought I was going to be the old person. Um, but there were a lot of kids who just goofed off and caused problems. And one thing in the army is if one person messes up, everybody gets in trouble for it. Right. That's just yeah. how it is. So that was like the biggest issue. But then once we figured that out, it was super smooth. You know, it was well regulated, just organized. You knew did, what to expect.
1: Did you have more accountability because you weren't older? One Of the older guys,
2: oh, yeah, I was in charge of things, yeah. Like, they were like, and, Hey,
1: you're one of the older ones, so here's a bunch of responsibility take care of the younger guys, yeah, be a role model,
2: yeah. They make you squad leaders and platoon sergeants at that time, and, and you're just like, God, this is horrible because you're dealing with you know 10, 12 kids who've never had a job before, and you're just like, <laughs> Yeah, how do I teach them how to function, let alone be a soldier? You know, some of these guys probably
0: right out of high school, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: some of them still in high school. They would do basic and then go back and finish school and then join the Army. Wow. It's like a crazy thing you can do now. What? Yeah, yeah. As, as so like
1: as, like as a junior, like going into your senior year, you can yeah. do, do basic, and then when you get out, you're like – because you already signed your contract and your commitment, right? So, yeah. Um, if you don't show up after your senior year, it'll come fucking knocking. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, and,
2: dude. And you would get people who, as soon as they turn 17, drop out of high school, get a GED, and join the Army. So you get a lot of kids, you know, who didn't even finish school and they're doing that. Wow. So Yeah, it was kind of crazy.
1: Could you imagine being that guy where it was like you were in that situation where you're like, okay, I'm going to get boot camp over Mm. with basic done. And then you do your senior year and through middle of your senior year, you have this epiphany. I don't want to fucking join the army, man. (laughs) Yeah. You're all sitting around with all your buddies, like hanging out, drinking. What did I do? Yeah. You know, and then knock, knock, knock.
2: Yeah. You're fucking signed already, man. Let's go. Yeah, at that point you're screwed Yeah, because you already signed the contract, so if you don't show up, you're AWOL.
1: Yeah, and exactly.
2: Normally when you're AWOL, they don't come hump for you, but anytime your social gets run through any job or anything. It's like they, red flag? Yeah, it pins your location. And so e- anybody who runs your social will see that you're AWOL from the military. Well. So that's how they'll find you at some
1: hmm. point.
2: It's not like they send people out hunting for you. They just wait for
1: So you what you're saying up. is you gotta live off
2: the grid. Yes.
0: What happens if say if you are AWOL, what's the punishment,
2: you know, if uh, you do
1: time? Um like what's what is it?
2: Yes and no. So like it depends why you are AWOL and what happened. The only instance I actually witnessed, we had a guy who he never cleared the military when he was leaving. So like he didn't clear properly. So, getting out of the army is a lot harder than getting in. So he the
1: basically army. was like thought he was done and bounced. Yes, and he didn't go through the proper, the proper like, channels. leaving uh, protocol. Yeah,
2: he didn't get all the signatures and stamps he needed to clear post and to clear the army. Mm. It's it's like a four day event, five day event. They give you ten days to do it, but like it's like four solid days of just going to random places, getting people to sign off on a paper. And if you don't get this done, you, you don't, just
1: you automatically just go right back and you're stuck.
2: Well, no, if you don't get this done, you stay in until you get it done. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So, like, say you're supposed to get out on a on a Friday, mm-hmm. and Friday comes and you don't have everything done, Monday you're showing back up to get this stuff done. Wow. And they have to fill out special forms to pay you for those three days because uh, your pay stops on that Friday. technically.
1: This should so, be more of an incentive. They should be like, okay, you have 10 days to get this done for post. If you don't get it done with those 10 days and you procrastinated, you got another year, man. Auto renew contract. Auto renew to to a year (laughs) (laughs) or
2: six months or something, you know, where it's like I got to get this done. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's just you stay in until it gets done.
1: Or, or if you don't get this done within ten days, automatic deployment.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Some people, some people would love that. You have people begging for deployments, and they won't throw them on there. Really? Yeah, you get extra money, and if Um, you're single, you get like. Uh, all the danger pay and stuff like that, or hazard pay, only People if you're single. It. Um, well, no, I mean for, singles, uh, for single. For single, you like didn't that, get you yeah. didn't get deployed, right? No, I never ended up doing it. I tried to switch units to deploy. Uh, right,
1: I remember something you did like a training because your squad or your unit was like
2: projected to go of a just in case type yeah. thing, right? Yeah. So right before COVID hit, my unit was supposed to go, mm-hmm. and when COVID hit, they nixed it super early. They were like, you guys aren't deploying. You did all this training. Sorry, you're not going. And then another unit was supposed to go, and I tried switching to that unit, and they took that deployment away from them too. And the funny thing is one of my friends was on deployment already, and the unit that was supposed to go was going to replace him, and he got stuck out there for like 18 months because of COVID. Yeah, So he was stuck deployed for 18 yes, months? because nobody was replacing him because they didn't want to send people traveling. So then because you have to do op- You know, think you got to
1: think about the other side too, the ones that are stuck over there that yeah. nobody's swapping with them, right? Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. Where would you have been deployed?
2: Uh, I have no idea. They don't oh, tell they you. They don't tell you until until like, you get orders cut. Until and-
1: you show up in the plane, yeah. like, man. This plane—they're adjusting it based off of how many hours you've been in the plane. Well, this place
2: is this many hours. <laughs> yeah. You got your
0: backpack ready to go, not knowing where you're going.
2: Yeah. That's- you, you might know, like, hey, I'm going to Afghanistan or yeah. Iraq, but you have no idea where. And even that changes because I've had friends who are like, oh, yeah, this is where I'm going. And then, like, two weeks in, they're like, oh, they moved us here. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so you think you might be going to one area, and then, you know, a couple weeks in, you're somewhere else.
1: So That's if – I got a question for you. So if a, little, if a little kid came up to you and was like, oh, you were in the Army. I can't wait. I want to join the Army one day. What would you tell that little kid? Would you grab him by the face and just go, don't do it,
2: don't do it? Or would you say, yeah, go for it, kid? Mm. I would tell him to stay in school, for sure. (laughs) Uh, Just stay in school, focus on high school, get good grades, go to college on scholarship. Um, Especially now that they're forgetting student loans and stuff like that. Don't even get
1: me started on that. Yeah,
2: I mean, that was one of the big incentives why a lot of people joined, because they were paying back people's college. Yeah, I know a lot of friends who went, you know, I'm I'm glad really I can relevant.
1: pay for all these people the for all their student loans. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're um, welcome.
2: <laughs> but if a high school kid came to me, for example, I'd be like, "Let me see your your grades." You know, and if their grades are bad, I'd be like, "Yeah, you should join the army." Yeah, but yeah. Go ahead. If if they got a two point five or higher, like no. Nah, okay. What if it was <laughs> a what was it? What if it's a family member? Mm.
1: That's a different... That's a like, good, yeah, who, gives a shit? who gives a shit about some random kid, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, go. We need people in the military.
2: So, yeah, go ahead. All right. So, I have a, a cousin who actually wanted to join the Army. And he is a little bit different, you know? He's just one of those kids that all through high school, he was real big into, like, Pokemon and just things that... Like an you, anime type kid? Yeah, where you'd probably get bullied for a little bit. I don't mm. know. Nowadays, maybe things have changed. Uh, but yeah, back when we, back were, when in we were in
1: high school, those kids were the ones that got beat up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: and now it's like kind of cool so it's kinda yeah anime is cool now i um, guess
1: so i don't know well, it makes full circle yeah I, the jocks are the ones getting bullied now <laughs> yeah.
2: but i can tell you he was still bullied in school and he struggled with that a lot and i told him not to join at all because he's just going to get bullied in the military he's going to hate it and i i told him straight up i was like honestly if you make it through basic you're either going to end up killing yourself or getting chaptered out for some type of medical, like mental thing, because you're just not cut out for it. And he still tried to join, and that's what happened. He ended up getting chaptered out of basic because he got hurt, mm-hmm. and so he didn't even make it through that. But he didn't kill himself. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> yeah. the that's the plus, but that's a, a huge thing in yeah. the army. People get, I mean, not just in the army; it's in the military a lot. You get people who they become isolated. And they don't have anybody to lean on their way from friends. Cause, yeah, because you go
1: from like one extreme to the other, and if
2: you're not prepared for that,
1: yeah. <clears throat> um, a lot of it too, like I've noticed that a lot of people that, like, say we played football growing up, like that taught us a discipline, you know. And if you never had that kind of played sports or any kind of discipline like that in your life, and then you go and join the military, those are, I see, I feel like those are the people that struggle the most. Yeah. Because they're not used to the rigor. And being yelled at. And yeah, started. how the you know coaches coach is
0: yelling at you, you know, telling you to pick it up or.
1: Yeah, because then like if you, at least like with you, you go to basic and you, you're kind of like, okay, this is taking me back to my football days. More extreme than my football days, but it's still taking you back to like that where yeah. you're like, I know I can do this mentality.
2: Yeah, kids who are coachable yeah. succeed in the military. Mm-hmm. They really do, cause I knew a lot of people who were in the sports, and yeah. you could tell they are real coachable. They listen when you talk to them and mm-hmm. stuff. They would take your advice and then apply it. Yeah, those kids go far. They really do. People who never played sports, who aren't used to coaches harping on them or criticizing them. Yeah, that's one struggle. thing that,
1: like, especially this generation, it lacks discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, like even in sports now, it's like, oh, the coach was yelling at me. He was being mean. Yeah, you know, you can't even yeah. do that shit anymore. Yeah, all, of, all about the participation trophies now. If, if you go to yeah. slap a player on the ass, man, that's sexual assault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the coach raped me, you know <laughs> what I mean? So, I don't know, just different times. Yeah. But definitely sports is a big key to all that because just because, like I said, like that's kind of that puts you into that mindset of the discipline and the rigor of – being able to handle that, like, may toughening up your skin almost, right? Yeah, yeah. just not being completely green to the whole situation. Because you're not you're not just dealing with coaches and stuff, but everyone else on the team fucks with each other. Yeah, you know what I mean. Everyone's messing, and you're playing around. You have to build a tough tough skin. Yeah, yeah. oh, for sure. You know, we used to do all kinds of stupid shit in the locker rooms. Yeah, people getting towel whipped. Yeah, towel. I mean, just everything. You know, (laughs) towel whipped till they bleed. (laughs) We turn off the lights and just start throwing shit at everybody, and you get pelted in the face of the cleat. It was never, (laughs) it was never fun. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if this (laughs) was for
2: for everybody, but I can tell you for me. In my friend group, we bullied each other more than anyone outside of our group bullied us. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's how it was. If we didn't bully you, it's because we didn't like you. You weren't one of our friends, you know? Yeah, you shit on the people you like. You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like our friend group, Eric, in high school, dude, that's all we did was just fuck with everybody.
0: Yeah, if you're not getting roused, you know, something's up. Yeah. Yeah, If
1: you didn't didn't mess with everybody, it wasn't. You weren't a friend. Yeah. I mean, we used to do all kinds of jacked up stuff.
0: Yeah, I remember, I can remember football one year. Someone peed in someone else's locker. I think that might have been taking it too far.
1: When well, they just no, sh- to put their I, pads I, on the next time. I feel like shitting into someone's helmet would have been too far, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I think pee you can rinse out in the shower. Yeah. Shit, you're scooping out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you don't get a replacement helmet. Coach is like, no, that's your helmet all year. That's your helmet all year, buddy. <laughs> You'd be known as the shit boy or something. Shit <laughs> all the summer. Yeah. I don't know, man. And yeah, that's a, uh, so everyone gets nicknames too, right? You know what I mean? That would be suck, shitty being stuck with that nickname. Like we're the, you're the kid that got shit in his helmet.
0: Yeah. Or, you know, some of the kids' last names, you know, just set them up. Or uh, I can't recall anything off the top of my head, but. Oh, I can, but I'm not saying anything. Because <laughs> you can't identify anybody on the episode
1: no i mean we wouldn't i wouldn't be telling i guess i wouldn't be telling names it would just be the nickname right so only a small group knows who that nickname would go to and i doubt those people listen to our podcast so i don't know we always had like dick finger (laughs) uh you know foot pussy (laughs) like we had some all jacked up names do paint chip (laughs) like there were some jacked up names but a lot of these came from the coaches it wasn't even us that's what the jacked up part is the coaches were naming everybody this (laughs) yeah did you guys have nicknames in the army
2: uh no it's actually one of the things they frown upon really which is kind of weird like if you have nicknames it's normally like an abbreviation of your name yeah and so everybody goes by last name so like i was Albrecht. you know and that's hard to say or if you're just reading it you don't know how to pronounce it so i'm albie yeah, I would get Al or A.B. a lot or Albright or whatever. Albright? I've yeah. heard people call you that. And so you get, like, weird names, but a lot of people just call me Al, you know, and you you would just shorten names, if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: no, definitely. Hmm. Yeah. I always thought it was funny, too, another thing about kind of recruiting high school kids is, like, I remember filling out paperwork for, like, a recruiter in high school, and they asked you, like, yeah, put down three places you want to be stationed i wonder if after you sign your name they just throw that away like
2: yeah you're never if going they to actually the take places. that into account okay so this is what's interesting and i don't know if this is how it still is but when i first joined i got to pick three places and then when i was in ait they tell you to go on your ask and it's your like assignment something whatever it doesn't matter the army has a million abbreviations some of them are the same you'll have like abbreviations for two different things, but the letters are all the same. Mm-hmm. So whatever. They tell you to go on the ask, and they fill you fill out your top three locations again. Mine was blank. So I can tell you right now, the recruiter I had didn't put those in or, you know, they don't transfer over. And so I filled mine out, and I actually got for uh, Carson. That was my number one. Oh, so, really?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: It was kind of – I'm sure it was luck more than anything. <laughs> yeah. So it was either really like luck or – yeah, no, it was luck. <laughs> yeah, 100%. They needed my job at that time and it just lined up. So I got really lucky with that. What were your other choices? Um, I actually had Fort Irwin out there by Barstow. Um, mm. Like if you're going out towards Vegas. Okay. And the only reason I chose that, it's a shithole, but I chose that because it's close to here. So I could be near family
0: and stuff. Yeah.
2: Um, which was a big deal for my wife too at the time because um, her family's all from here. Mm-hmm. And then my other one was Fort Polk, Louisiana which is another shithole it's just like fort Irwin; they're both training sites that are shitholes and the army sends you there because they're shitholes so they have you train in the worst environments possible and fort polk's like a giant swamp and it was first established for like vietnam training type thing to simulate vietnam right and uh nobody wants to go there and that was my third choice because i have family in louisiana still so i was like well, I'll be close to to family there yeah i ended up getting fort carson which was cool because my brother lives out in fort collins so i was like two and a half hours from him so that was pretty awesome
0: yeah could you imagine someone from the east coast that say had no family or no reason and they just picked you know like fort Irwin when they got there there's like
2: fuck yeah you're like oh i'm going to cali Cool, california
0: here
1: i come
2: (laughs) yeah you see it in the movies you're like beaches and whatnot and then you're in the mojave desert (laughs) that's so true
1: something's wrong with this city (laughs) you talk to anybody that's not from here or has never been to california and they just automatically assume we're all surfers with blonde hair you know we're always at the beach bro that's, no, that's not what it is at all that's a super small population
2: yeah super small that's how i got tricked into moving out here when i was like 12 you know my mom's like oh we're moving to cali i'm 12 so i've only seen the movies yeah. you know and i'm like i've only watched point break yeah <laughs> i'm thinking hot girls beaches you know all this stuff and uh we show up in bakersfield and i'm like it's 110 degrees. It's the middle of summer. I'm like, this is horrible. <laughs>
1: like, why? Why, man? Why? I've been hoodwinked. Oh, that's all right. It's not a bad place. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of people say it. it is, but you take it as you want, you know? Yeah, there's worse but places. People people can <laughs> say that about everything, though. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, we grew up here. We grew up here. Like, I hate, everyone seems to hate the place they grew up. Yeah. Right? You can like,
0: find something wrong with probably any city. Anywhere, so. I do think it's funny though like sometimes when you're exploring the internet and every once in a while like I don't know about you guys but I'll get like some kind of ad and I'll be like oh like 20 acres for sale in Colorado or some other state you know and then I'll see one that's California it's like yeah 100 acres in California and it's like a really cheap price then you go and look at it and it's like arsto yeah, yeah. it's
1: like it's like in the desert somewhere, just a patch of land. I can yeah. see where people
0: get hooked on, you know. They're like,
1: "Oh wow, that's a good deal," you know. And like they don't know the area or anything. That's how that's how people got duped to living in Death Valley. Yeah, yeah. they 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 followed an ad. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> they
1: show up. It's one hundred oh, yeah. and thirty degrees, and you are like, "Well, I guess we have the world's tallest thermometer, so that's cool." Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's
0: the 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 catch was mild winters mild winters. <laughs> they forgot to mention what summer's like
1: yeah, yeah. we have 70 degree winters <laughs> oh that sounds great breeze <laughs> of the snow <laughs> it's gonna be 70 degree year-round that's what it sounds like to me yeah wrong place guy place so what are you doing now are you
2: when did you get out uh, i got out in february are you ever really out uh, no, I'm still in the guard. So <laughs> yeah. I still have to do that for like three more years, which isn't that bad. It's like a week in the month or, you know, sometimes a little bit more depending on the schedule.
0: Was that part of your original contract or was that something that was negotiated while you're leaving? Or is it like a, you have to do this?
2: Okay. So my original contract said I had to do five active and then three extra years. So those three extra years, you can either do a guard for whatever state you're from or you want to go to. You can do the reserves, or the inactive reserves. And so the reserves, just like the guard, but it's on a federal level. So you're a federal guard basically, um, which is good and bad because like if you're federal, it's easier to move around from state to state. So say I came back to Cali and was like, oh, I don't want to be I want to go here. It's pretty easy to move. Now if I want to move because I'm in the guard, I'm in the California guard. So I have to get released from the California guard to go join another guard. Because it's run by a different state. Right. So it's really a difference between state level and then federal hmm And then the inactive reserve is the same type of thing as the reserve, except you don't show up except for when they muster you. And so you don't end up, like, going once a month or getting paid. It's like you get called if they need you type thing. So a lot of people choose that option. And I had to do three years to finish my eight out. So right. I did five active. I had three. And so I chose guard. Um. Honestly, because they had the best bonus at the time. Mm -hmm. And you know, yeah, I was gonna ask why you chose the guard. Like, what was the reason? um, Just money. Yeah, I mean, well, so they had an opening in the reserves and the guard for me for my MOS. So it depends on your job. So, like, one of my buddies who's the same job as me, he's trying to stay in Colorado right now. They don't have a National Guard spot open. So he has to go reserves and he has to change his job. Mm. So he has to go back through school and learn a whole new job just to, to apply for that.
1: What? So he's yeah. stuck
2: more years? Uh, no, so oh. he'll still have the same amount of time, but he just has to learn a whole new job oh, for the last sucks. two years or whatever. Hmm. And it, he actually has a funny story. So he signed up and started the exact same day I did. Mm-hmm. He should have got out the same day I did. He extended for a year because he wanted to have LASIK eye surgery. So they were like, hey, you don't have enough recovery time to do the eye surgery. You have to extend for a year. So he extended for the year so he'd have the recovery time. So
1: For LASIK? Normally, yeah. like, most people are back, like, next day. Yeah, so. Okay, they're back at it, you know. <laughs> That's a shitty r- raw deal, dude. You're like, oh, I need two days for recovery. You got a year, buddy.
2: No, so what they did was when he was finally approved to get it, because yeah. like, it's a long process. When he finally got approved to get it, he only had six months left. Or he was right under six months. And they said, that's not long enough. We have to keep you in for at least six months in order to make sure nothing goes wrong. there's any follow-up surgeries or anything like that. Mm. And so he extended for a year. And then he went back to the doctor for another appointment for his LASIK. And they said his eyes were too cone-shaped to get LASIK. And they nixed his surgery. So So he he got screwed and he uh, just had to
1: stay for another year anyway.
2: Yes. And so right now, he, he gets out in February Coming up, and he's struggling. He's hating it. He's like, I never should have extended. Blah blah blah. Hating life, all because he wanted eye surgery.
1: All because of those damn cone shaped eyes, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's crap. like, I've never
2: heard that before. Yeah, he's like, you think they would have checked that to make sure I was eligible for this surgery before they like, you know, told me to extend for a year? And because he already signed the contract, he couldn't go back on that. Yeah. Just because they went back on. Yeah, the he eye got surgery. conned big time. They just yeah. wanted him for a year. Yeah. They probably
1: paid the doctor to say, oh, no, you got cone-shaped eyes. Right, sorry, <laughs> sir. Stuck. He got he gets out and has it no problem by, like, a normal doctor. I'd <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> be, be so pissed.
2: The army <laughs> just didn't want to pay for it. The
1: army doctors just told me I had cone-shaped <laughs> eyes.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them. That was, like, a huge issue, medical. and I mean, I I know Tyler's pretty familiar with it, but I broke my ankle yeah. while I was in the army. And so I went to a doctor, and they were like, oh, we think it's sprained so they, for like two weeks, they were like, just don't do PT. And then two weeks go by and I'm like, it still hurts really bad. And uh, (laughs) so they were like, ah, go to physical therapy, strengthen it up. You just rolled it. It's it's just weak joints, whatever. (laughs) And, you know, so I do that for like a couple of months and it still hurts. And so I do my yearly checkup and my normal doctor was on leave. So I got his boss. And he's like, hey, so it says your ankle still hurts. And I was like, yeah, it's still killing me. And he's like, well, I don't see x rays or an MRI. Like, what's wrong with it? And I was like, why what? wouldn't they take
1: an x ray or anything at least? I think that would be the like first yeah. thing. Yeah. You go to a normal doctor, that's the first thing they do is, all right, let's get an x ray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And so he was like, why didn't they do it? And I was like, I don't know. My doctor said that it was just rolled. And he's like, well, how the fuck does he know if he doesn't do an x ray? And I was like, that's a good question. And so they did an x ray and found out I had a little chunk of bone broken. They do an MRI, found out I had a torn ligament. And so he's like, we need to schedule you for surgery. So I bring it in to my leadership, and they're like, well, we got some training coming up. You can do it the beginning of next year. This was in March. (laughs) Oh, boy. So they made me wait till January to get my surgery. So, you know, 10 months, 8 months, 9 months, whatever. And uh, so by the time I'm finally ready to get my surgery, they had me do another MRI, find out I tore another ligament, and they were like, basically, your Achilles is holding your ankle up at this point, like, and it has scar tissue around it. So I had to deal with that whole situation. Just poor medical, poor, like, treatment of soldiers, I guess you would say. And it's, it's one of those things where, you know, mission comes first. So your leadership has to make a decision whether they need you for this mission or they're going to let you skip it to do a surgery to heal yourself.
1: Right. And like on. that's kind of important though. That kind of help like it helps complete the mission. Yeah, you have to walk. <laughs> yeah, you would think <laughs> they're not. I don't see a whole troop in the army where they're just in wheelchairs going into <laughs> yeah. the war. They're like ah, just throw a little dirt on it. You'll be fine, dude. Yeah. Like go repair that radar. Go, go, go. There's a bunch of dudes in wheelchairs going out to <laughs>
2: what right. The hell? It's it's one of those. You got two ankles for a reason. You know, yeah. use the other one.
1: <laughs> Here's a crutch. <laughs> yeah. we'll camo it out for you
2: yeah what what's crazy is when i went to that training there was a guy out there in a cast on crutches hobbling around i swear to god i'm like what are you doing here man he's like they said i had to go dude that's the
1: craziest thing it's
2: like okay well i have a broken
1: i have a chunk of bone i have a broken ankle and you have a torn ligament yeah you have to wait eight months you gotta go to this training I yeah. can't. I can't even walk, man. It's like
0: eight months later. Is it going to heal itself? Yeah, it's getting like oh, we have taking X rays and it's actually healed itself.
1: You're you're good to go. <laughs> Dad, I feel like there's more damage could be done. Definitely.
2: Oh so, yeah, you got yeah, lucky. I
1: mean, so did you get your surgery eventually, or what happened there?
0: Yeah, oh, it healed I up... itself. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I did what the army said: change your socks, drink water, take Advil. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy, that's how you treat anything. Um, No, I ended up getting my surgery, and uh, the doctor who did it was amazing. It was a different doctor.
1: Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, Um, But the surgeon who did it. He would have just taken it and been like, ah, physical therapy will fix that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, the the surgeon who did it was amazing, did a great job on it. Um, And then during, I literally, like, I healed up, started physical therapy, and a week into that, COVID hit. And they shut down all physical therapy doing physical mm. therapy at that point so i mean i still have ankle issues but not so much the army's fault
1: We well, start playing like flag football and stuff again right yeah like, was uh, that after the surgery
2: yeah so uh, it was like seven eight months after that th- there's your physical playing. therapy right there man. yeah yeah
1: let's,
0: you know let's put it to the test uh, well <laughs> see I mean, how it holds up on the gopher holes yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> a lot of it was just me watching youtube videos on how to do physical therapy at home you know oh. and ordering bands on amazon and i feel like they doing... should have paid you more for that <laughs> right
0: <laughs> like you became your own doctor yeah i you feel can like find some cool videos on youtube you can
1: pretty much figure out how to do anything have yeah. you ever gone into like a uh like a rabbit hole on youtube where you don't even realize you're like watching some fucked up weird video and you're like how did i even get here <laughs> yeah
0: all the time especially <laughs> when it auto plays a new like you know thing after you were watching a cool video
1: yeah and you're, like, halfway into it, and you're, like, wow, this is... I've started on, like, like something video game or football related and ended on, like, the weirdest shit possible because you just end up watching, like, one after another. And you're just, like... You it's almost like you're brainwashed sometimes where you, are like, you come back and you're, like, the fuck am I watching? <laughs> or, so, the back rooms. Have you ever seen any of that shit? Yeah. The back room stuff? I've started, literally started on, like, you know, like, something football related where I was, like, oh, the Rams, like, watching a video on the Rams. And I ended up in a video where it was, like, talking about the back rooms. And I'm like, how did I even get from football to this, man? Do you know what the back rooms are?
0: No, don't. No. Enlighten me. You guys both know? Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: um, can s- you explain it better? Because it's kind of hard. Probably not. It's something I avoid
2: with let, my whole life. Oh,
1: let me look. At, I want to make sure. Like, yeah, me, now my, I'm, I'm intrigued now.
2: I'll, hold on. Let me pull it up. While he's looking this up, I'll explain my YouTube, and it always ends at 3 in the morning with me watching these little Indian kids building, like, huts in the middle <laughs> of the forest. Dude, what about the dude pools. that's, like, that,
1: that build, like, these crazy-ass pools yeah. with just, like, sticks? Yeah. That's it, just
2: sticks. Yeah, they, like, make their own tools, <laughs> and they're, like, building clay. And and then the crazy thing is one day I was walking by my son. He has, like, a little iPad thing, you know, and uh, which is – that's a whole other story. I don't know why kids have those, but he does. And uh, I'm watching him, and I'm like, "What are you watching?" And he's watching the little kids building freaking <laughs> pools and stuff. And I'm like, "Jameson, what are you watching?" He's like, "They're they're building stuff." And I'm like, "Yeah." I was like, "I guess no matter what age you are, you find that fascinating." It's almost like a car wreck. Like you don't want to watch it, but then you just can't stop. <laughs> <You're> just
1: like, <laughs> yeah, they like build these like crazy elaborate things out of like the like they they did like. I don't know like 12 foot holes yeah with just like their hands and a couple sticks and it's time lapsed to make it seem like it was just like a one-day project (laughs) yeah
0: i'm like hey do these guys have a business card i need to get (laughs) some landscaping work done
1: it'd be cheaper to fly them over and get it done (laughs) than it It would would would. pay someone here they'd probably be happy to do it
0: yeah you can make a video on it it's cool (laughs) i think my youtube experience has gone from like i go i research like uh Mostly, like, a lot of automotive stuff, like how to fix something, like, in an engine or something that I don't, you know, I'm not really well versed in. How often are you f-
1: working on cars? Not very often, but, <laughs> you know, if I need to reference YouTube, you know, to see how a couple other people That was, might. like, us working on your car, like, your Scion back in the day. Yeah. we do, like, because that car is built so weird. Yeah. We had to, like, we'd replace brakes and do oil changes and replace the, uh, like, what did we do one time where we had to pull, like, the plating off the bottom? Was it, like, changing the transmission? Or something? Yeah. Fluid we, or something? Yeah. And we were like, had to look it up. We're like, we can't find it anywhere. Electronic transmission. Uh, there's not even a thing to replace.
2: Yeah. I, we were trying to change out uh, my brake fluid.
1: Brake fluid. That's what it was. And there's like an electronic deal. Yeah. Where it's like, there's no brake
0: fluid. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you can find some good YouTube videos on that. But I'll start there. You know, start with some automotive stuff. And I keep letting videos play. Next thing you know, it's like colorado airport conspiracy theory like, <laughs> yeah. and i'm like giant halfway in the video dude i'm telling you i'm halfway in the video like we, wow this shit's pretty crazy we can
1: get into that man because <laughs> i've spent a def- lot of time i've been to the denver airport like three or four times and that shit is definitely a swastika bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if you when you're
2: flying in you're looking down at a swastika <laughs> you have like a giant demon blue horse out front to you um, yeah yeah And some of the murals, the murals, yeah. "Mm -hmm." That's what
1: really got. I was like, "Wow!" I remember, like, I would be like on the little escalator thing, like the flat one that just Mm -hmm. goes down the entire walkways of each, and I'm just going looking at the murals, going, "What the fuck is this?" It's a cool airport. It's one of my. It's a cool airport, but at the same time, you're like, "Okay, this place is strange." (laughs) Yeah. All right, what do you got on the uh, the rooms? So, the back rooms are a started on four chan like a story on 4chan okay of these pictures of like if I could pull this up so I can show you some of the pictures all right so like they're these monotone monochromatic yellow office space looking things right, right. okay so it's basically like um so they're posted on 4chan where uh, hold on it's an urban legend uh describing an endless maze of randomly generated office rooms and other environments. It's characterized by the smell of moist carpet walls with a monochromatic tone of yellow and buzzing fluorescent lights. It's basically like if you thought of uh, like limbo, right? Like being a state of limbo, yeah. but you're stuck in this environment. Yeah. And there's like, what do they call the monster? Like there's a monster in there, right? That like, I don't know. It's kind of weird where it's like, uh, they say like, you can fall into, like, portal or something. Like, you walk through a wall on yeah. accident, like a glitch. Yeah. And next thing you know, you're in the back rooms,' Like, how the fuck did I get in here? Yeah. it's just, I mean, it's just an urban legend, like fun, like a creepypasta type story. Yeah. But people have made videos on it. Like, realistic looking videos. So once you get to the back room, can you get back out? I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not too, like, super versed into it. I've just watched some of the videos on it. Yeah. But I don't know if it's like something you can get back out of.
0: You were showing me that picture there, and I'm like, man, I feel like I've been to some places that look exactly (laughs) like that. Right. And with the sound and like the smell, I could
1: just put it all together. Dude, I've definitely been in some (laughs) office buildings where it was like, yeah, this is definitely (laughs) the back (laughs) (laughs) rooms. I don't know. I feel like my office is like that now. (laughs) (laughs) Like
0: now that I think about that, (laughs) I work in the back rooms.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. My old office was like that, dude. I used to have. So I had this office in this building that was should have been condemned at the time, but and I was the only person in this office and it was within a, a, a shutdown refinery. So at the, I'm still at that refinery now working, but it's not shut down anymore. But at the time, this office has been since condemned and nobody can be in there. But it was an entire building to myself. There's maybe a, maybe five, a handful of people working in this entire facility. And so my office was facing a hallway and it was when it rained, I had like 12 buckets around me catching all the water <laughs> and I had to like shift my desk. So my computer wouldn't get wet. You know what I mean? So you don't electrocute yourself while you're working. Yeah. So I was here cause it's, you know, your mind plays tricks on you when you're by yourself in a big building, you start hearing things. So I'd always feel like I heard people talking. There's no one there. I always heard, like, voices. And maybe it was haunted. I don't know. Maybe, like, the ghost of the people that died there building it 100 years ago. Uh, then I, I would always hear, like, footsteps walking down the hallway. So I'd always, like, look. No one there. Fucking weird. Or I'd hear, like, doors shut. Like, just weird shit like that where I my mind was definitely playing tricks on me yeah because I, I would get up and like walk down the hall and stuff and like nothing's moved but no it was definitely a weird experience because i felt like and then i feel like i'd see shadows like somebody like walking past my office yeah And i'd stop and look and do the same thing nothing you know just you guys ever had that like experience where
2: oh yeah yeah it's it's creepy i hate that you have any ghost stories no, not really. But I've spent a lot of time out in the woods and doing stuff like that. Dude, I've I've been in
1: situations where I feel like people are watching me. Yeah, it's or like, something's watching me for sure.
2: Yeah, and it, your first thought never goes to people. You know, like it's or at least mine doesn't. Yeah, mine I'm not doesn't. thinking people yeah. are watching me when I'm out in the woods. I'm thinking bigfoot. That's why, that's why I said know? something. Yeah, or like if it is people, it's like jeepers creepers people. You know, it's like the scary
1: thing is, is that it's nine times out of ten probably a mountain lion,
2: watching you. Yeah. That
1: they like to do that.
2: They yeah,
1: they'll never even know it's there,
2: and that's not what scares me. You know, if you were to tell me 100%, there's a mountain lion out in the woods, I'd be like, "Oh shit, that's bad." But if you were to tell me like something's out there and we don't know what it is, that's what scares me. It's like the unknown factor of it. So there's this. Uh, so I,
1: I'm a call me what you want, but there's definitely something out in the woods that's unexplained. Right There's there has to be, especially deep because eight miles. Into the woods is forever. Eight miles driving straight is nothing. But yeah. if you're going through the thick brush eight miles in, that's that's deep. Yeah. So we don't I mean you could hunt and trek through all that all you want, but if you've been out in the middle of the woods, far away from roads and walking trails and stuff, I don't know. There's some stuff that I've seen in the stories that like my father in law's told me that would blow your mind.
0: I feel like a lot of it's still unexplored, you know, <laughs> just because a lot of people don't take the time to go out
1: in the middle of nowhere, you know, walk eight miles in the middle of nowhere. That's the thing, dude, is hunters have like some of the craziest stories because they're the ones that are out, out there. Out there, yeah. And nobody's going to believe them. Yeah. They like, just think they're some crazy, kooky guy or something. My, fi- my father-in-law always tells a story about a hunting trip, and when we go hunting or camping or whatever, we're deep. I mean, we go deep. Higher, way high elevation- and we're usually deep in there. So into the Sierras, you know, yeah. and uh, which they call Bigfoot country. Um, but there's a time he was hunting that he tells a story that a tree was, it wasn't just that, it, the tree didn't just like fall over, because that's a big thing, right? Is like trees die, they break and fall. No, this tree was broken. But repositioned the top half was repositioned in a way that it was somebody put it there. There was no way it could have fallen like this and then got moved like that because it, there's no way and there was no other tree that would have around it that would have fallen and it, it landed like that. It was as if something picked up that half of the tree and moved it. Uh, and that no normal person could have like lifted up a tree like that. Yeah. Um, and then we found like we found like hares before that were not bear, weren't mountain lion, weren't I don't know, maybe horse. But who's riding a horse that deep in the woods with on that's not on a trail? Yeah. You guys ever watch the Bigfoot Hunter thing? hmm
0: I uh I think it'd be really cool to be paid to be a Bigfoot hunter. But I also think for people that watch it. I don't mean, know. I've seen it, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, spoiler:
1: they don't find Bigfoot. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They do. They never find anything on those shows. <laughs> like they're like the ghost hunter shows. Yeah. They don't find nothing. Yeah. Like the Bigfoot shows, they don't ever find nothing. It's always the sto- stories coming from like people that don't record any of that shit. So, do you guys? Would you say you believe in ghosts, or what's what's your
2: scale there? Uh, yeah, I've definitely seen a ghost. Okay, Mark. Yeah, man, I I believe in ghosts, aliens, all this unexplained stuff, to be honest. And sure. It's not like I'm, like, one of those people who I'm, like, I'm looking for it. Right. I just, how could it not be there? You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, who knows what's in the I ocean. have
1: I have more evidence, my experience for than yeah. against. See, uh, for ghosts, for me, I'm the type
0: of, like, <clears throat> if I see one, I'll for sure acknowledge it and be like, yeah, you know, ghosts exist. I've seen one. I just haven't. So it's hard for me to go out there and be like, I do believe in ghosts. But what Mark was saying about the alien things, like, when we were growing up, people who talked about aliens were just like, they're crazy. Like, these people are lunatics. But the older I'm getting, I'm like, there has to be something out there. I don't know if it's the aliens that are portrayed in movies, per se, but there's got to be some kind of other life force outside.
1: Yeah, I think about it, too, how they're they're coming from somewhere, right? Like, these portrayals. It's not just like it had to have come from somewhere. Yeah. Like I know people think of crazy stuff and they create things on paper. Yeah. But also at the same time, it's gotta come from something. Yeah. Uh, but I have seen I've seen some weird shit. Like I so in Colorado, speaking of, it's weird. When I was a kid, we were in this middle of like this town called Delta, Colorado, middle of nowhere. It's got one stop light and it's called Main Street. And so the, the stars are super vivid at night because there's no lights. So we were, like, sitting out in and, and lawn chairs and stuff, hanging out. And I'm like, we're all looking up at the sky because we're from, you know, we're from California. There's lights everywhere. We don't get that kind of skylight here or that nighttime stars and stuff. And there's this shooting. It looked like a shooting star at first. And it was just flying across the sky. And it just stopped, changed direction, and went back the other way that it came from. I don't know about you guys, but I've never seen a shooting star stop and go the other direction. I haven't. So that to me was just like, okay. There's like, I don't know what that was. It could have yeah. been military related, could have been a UFO. I mean, either way, it's a UFO, right? Because it's unidentified. Yeah. UFO doesn't always mean alien, but it's just some kind of unidentified object in the sky. Weird me out.
2: You see, and that's, that's kind of crazy. So I used to think a lot of like UFOs and stuff were like government projects or, you know, just. Random types of aircraft that we're developing or whatever.
0: That's what I automatically think as well, too. Mm -hmm.
2: And then go just when you get bored one day, look up, like, soldiers talking about what they're told to do with UFOs. So (laughs) if they see anything in the sky that isn't confirmed friendly, they're told to shoot at it. And so anything that moves, like how Mm -hmm. you're describing or if if they can't. And you see things like that, and you're like, all right, well, we're going to shoot at it. Because it's not friendly. We don't know if it's enemy or not. Yeah. And so they're shooting at everything in the sky that they think is a UFO. And so you get a lot of soldiers who will believe in aliens and stuff like that. And what's crazy I'm about sure, what, yeah. what
1: I saw is like it wasn't. I know it wasn't an airplane. Because it was moving as fast as a shooting star. You know what I mean? At least that fast. Where it's just zooming across the sky. Yeah. And then stops. And then rocks like super fast back the other way.
0: Well, it's like I was taking uh, my kids on a walk the other day, me and Kelsey and the kids. And uh, on our way home, we saw this, you know, this. Uh, it looked like an unidentified flying object. You know, it was super bright, which, you know, it wasn't a plane. It had these huge bright lights all the way around it. And uh, it went right over us. And the only thing I could chalk it up to is like, I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe that was like a military drone. But at first I was like, Kelsey, are you seeing what I'm seeing? And she's like, she looks up. She's like, yeah. Like, what is that? I've never seen that in my life. So it flies over us. And the only way I can describe it is like, maybe it was a drone, but I don't, I'm not really well versed in military aircraft. So I've
1: had, I've had a drone fly over me before out at, uh, at work at, uh, Chevron on the back. When we used to work way out back out there, we were on the backside of the lease and they had a, we were like, we had this mm-hmm. buzzing sound and we're out there and we're like what the fuck is that. And All of a sudden the drone dude, like low, I could hit a, hit it with a rock. It just went just like you'd see on like an actual like computerized yeah, drone. Yeah, it's really low flying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like yeah. I was like
0: a plane would never fly that low. It was low. full on. I mean, you it was could like see, lower than a helicopter. You could fly. see
1: it was a full on one of the military drones and it just flew right over. Just, yeah. I mean, it's loud enough to hear a buzz, you know, but it wasn't like plane sounding, but it was like like that. And you're like, what the fuck was that? Why are they? they, they I mean, Mojave's right there, right? So they're Probably doing something. Could be. uh, So,
2: I I actually did a five-day training problem, and it was right next to our drone airstrip. And we would hear them taking off all the time. Mm -hmm. That humming sound, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like. And we couldn't spot them. Like, they're super hard to spot. Yeah, because
1: I didn't. All I heard was the sound until it, like, flew directly over us. And then I just, like, barely saw it go.
2: Yeah. And, like, at night, they have a tiny little light on them, and they shoot fast, like. So they don't light up the sky. They're meant to be undetectable. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time, if you see something like that, it's probably not one of our drones. Yeah. That's why I thought it had lights lights
0: all the way around it that were like bright. And so I'm like, I thought they're supposed to be like a stealth drone, you know, like pretty stealthy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Those things are, they're hard and you'll hear them and you're looking everywhere for them like an idiot, you know, like, and there's five of you out there. just like, Where is that? And nobody can see it. And then at night it's a little bit easier because they have the little light. During the day, super hard to see unless they're low and over you. If they're up in the sky, every so often you'll catch one, but they're they're really hard to detect. And so, yeah, what you probably saw was not a drone. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) not mine. I saw. Now I'm all freaked out. (laughs) I saw. I saw
1: mine during broad daylight. It was like noon,
0: Mm -hmm. you know. So I would definitely saw it. Mine was like kind of duskish, but just kind of getting dark. You know, dark enough to where you could see the lights. You know, really well on this thing. Do you think it was like a normal
1: like drone? be like a civilian some like a civilian one. drone.
0: No, no way.
1: It was too big. Yeah, it's way too big.
0: Hmm. No way. But it's flying lower than a helicopter
1: would. You know what it sounds like to me? Sounds like we need to have a whole episode dedicated to just UFOs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We
0: could go down that rabbit hole because we- I'm down.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> well, we started off talking about yeah. military and uh, ended up talking about conspiracy theories and. Which is kind of—I mean, um, kind of—goes hand in hand,
1: right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? So Mark, Mark used to work with me back in the day. He Used to actually be my assistant. Yeah. Uh, do you remember when we were working and that tank blew up? Yeah. Remember how hard that rocked our, yes. tr- our work truck? Like,
2: yeah.
1: Like I'm not giving specifics or anything, but no, oh, that thing blew up, and the shock of it—we were—we we're, weren't—we were close, but we were nowhere near it. The shockwave from that explosion shook our truck. Like it almost knocked the truck over. Yeah. I remember being like, what the
2: fuck was that? It felt like somebody hit the side of our truck.
1: Did anyone get injured? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, someone died. Okay. (laughs) But I just, I've told that story before and I was just like, like it blows and blows my mind. You know, because that's one of those experience experience stories that you kind of share with people, you know, when you're uh, become. Management, supervisor, whatever. And so that's one of those, like, our work is dangerous yeah type stories. Right. And, like, you experienced it with me because yeah. we were working together. He was in my truck, and it almost, like, it literally felt like we got T-boned. Wow.
2: Yeah, and we were parked. So it was definitely a shock to us.
1: And it, we were probably, like, I don't know, dude, like 500, 600 yards away. We were not, not close. Wow.
2: Yeah, it could have been further. You know, been, yeah, but it could have been way it, further. It was that <clears throat> intense. We could
1: see the tank. But that we were. scared the shit out of you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude, because we were, we were in a dark room. So we weren't like, we were in the truck, but we were locked, in. developing film. But it was like, no, it was strange, because I go, what the hell was that? And he opens up the door, he was like, dude, you might want to come out here and look at this. And so we like, we're like, we wrapped it up, dude. We started putting all our shit away, and we're like, let's get out of here.
2: <laughs> yeah. Because you don't know if there's going to be secondary explosions. Or yeah, or like a that. chain
1: reaction type of thing. Because yeah. it could have been like a you know pipeline. that like could have kept going. We didn't yeah. know what was going on, so we just like, let's get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's crazy.
0: Reminds me a little bit, too, uh, a few years back, they blew up like a PG&E plant. Oh. Yeah. And uh, there's a bunch of people that wanted to spectate and watch. Yeah. Yeah all the spectators ended up getting hit with like shrapnel yeah, like like 200, the- like 200 yards away.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people
1: got like people were just standing outside of Best Buy yeah. and got smashed with debris. Dude yeah. almost lost his leg, man. <laughs> like I don't know why we're
2: laughing, <laughs> but <laughs> That was the one where uh the people who demolished it their uh permits expired. Yeah. And they weren't renewed for the demo date. Yep. So it was like a big old issue because Oh boy.
1: Yeah, it was a big deal.
0: Well, I, I could see why. Which, which blows. I can see
1: why it expired. Yeah. <laughs> <You're
2: blocking laughs> which blows my
1: mind because that was that. They had a bunch of space around it. Yeah, you know, it wasn't like it was the Best Buy was next door. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen demos in Vegas where they're blowing up a casino with people still walking next to it. Yeah, it looks smooth. <laughs> right. it like almost
0: looks smooth. You're yeah, like, wow.
1: it's it's a controlled demolition. Like that thing fell down with grace. It, it implodes from the inside. You know what I mean? It's not like. Oh, let's just strap as much C4 to this as we can and <laughs> yeah. let's just see what I happens. Blow the shit out of it. The- yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Well, it was good having you on, Mark. I feel like this we should uh, start wrapping this up. Yeah, Mark, thanks for coming on
0: today. Uh, yeah. Also, shout out to all of our military veterans out there. We appreciate your service.
1: Yeah. I know we've done a couple like a, a couple shout outs before, but Like Memorial Day and stuff, but yeah, we don't. We need to talk about it more because that's. Yeah, thank you for your service, man. Yeah, we appreciate it. Big deal. Thanks for wanting to be deployed.
2: Yeah. Oh, trust me. There's a lot of people who do, and it sucks when they don't get to. Yeah. You want to feel like you're actually doing your job, you know, and that's why you sign up to do your job overseas. You know, not just serve your country. Yeah, not to do it in the rear at Fort Carson. You know, you want to feel
1: useful. Well, um yeah, thank you. And thanks for coming on
2: and talking and hanging out with us. Yeah, well, I appreciate you guys having me listening to uh, all my bullshit and uh <laughs> I look forward to doing it again. All right.
1: Follow us uh on all socials. I'm not even going to listen anymore. Yeah. You you know where to find them. You, everywhere. Know where, you know where to find us at this point. So all socials, all listening. Yep. Yeah, all yeah, find us on all listening platforms and all socials. Thank you. Have a good day, everybody.